0: Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. Again, it's January. Your roster is going to change a lot, right? Rosters come, rosters go, players come, players go. I mean, every single year, even the years when we won the Grey Cup or we had great teams, the very next year, everybody has to come in and they have to earn what they get. We call it A group, B group, and C group. We don't call it, you know, the first team and the second team. There's so many things that have to happen before we ever even start thinking about who's going to be uh, the A group. This is the Rod Peterson Show.
1: Always a great day when you hear from Chris Jones. Great way to open up our two of a flame tech football Friday here of the old RP Show. I'm gonna bring in the moose in a second. To hour two is brought to you by Original Sixteen, the new Canadian ultra lager from Original Sixteen with only eighty calories. You can feel great drinking it any time. And uh, Flame Tech, of course, locally owned and operated industry leaders in commercial and industrial combustion technology. Uh, I continue to broadcast from South Florida. It was supposed to be my last show before returning to Canada and starting our broadcast from Gray Eagle Resort in casino in Calgary on Monday, but I've been placed into COVID protocol and we've bumped it all back a week. This is not the worst place in the world to spend COVID protocol. And let's bring in the moose now in the NHL's Bermuda Triangle. uh, Smack dab between Winnipeg, Calgary and Edmonton. And this is a day that we reserve for football. It's wonderful that the Calgary Stampeders knew that and that's why they saved their announcement on on, uh, Bo Levi Mitchell's new contract. Thank you Stamps for doing that. Bull Levi has restructured the final year of his contract to be more cap-friendly. And the Winnipeg Blue Bombers also doing us a solid today by announcing on this Flame Tech Football Friday that they have re-signed Willie Jefferson and Jackson Jeffcoat to one-year deals. And on cue, Darren, on cue, you hear the Ryder Nation saying, where's our signings? Where's our signings? What are they doing? What are they doing in the green and white? 20 years as voice of the riders here. It's now almost three years ago since I got smoked, but I haven't forgotten how rider fans operate. That, 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 that's, are you hearing it? The whispers where you are right now today? How come we're not announcing anything?
2: I know, right? I know um, you definitely hear it because they hear all this good news. And as a fan base, that's what you want. You want good news. You know, Montreal's announced, you know, exciting coaching staffs and, Cal- and Edmonton's done theirs and, you know, signings here and in Calgary and in Winnipeg. It's like, we're on the clock, right? Um, but maybe, you know, it is far too early to panic as a fan base, but they're definitely asking the questions.
1: Yeah. And, oh, you want the inside team stuff. I mean, back when I used to roll with the PR guys on a daily basis and all everybody with the staff This is how the Riders would be looking. Well, we announced the signings of these Canadian offensive linemen. Yeah, they don't care about that. They want to know about the sexy positions. They want to know about the Ed Gaines and the Shaq Evans and the Brady and Lanias and whoever else. They don't care about the Canadian offensive linemen. Where else are they going to go? They're from Saskatchewan. Because I'll never forget one PR guy back in the day. He was like, you want us to announce news? We're announcing news. Yeah, but that's not the news they want. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, that's what's going on behind the scenes. Uh, Steven Sawchuck watching in Winnipeg. He says, uh, Bombers need to lock up Caleros and Big Hill next. Well, they're, they're getting to it. And by the way, <clears throat> Jack in Vulcan, Alberta says, Jeff Reinbold, now special teams coordinator? Question uh, mark. Yeah, with Montreal. With Montreal. They, they, it's head-spinning news across the CFL right now, and that is a really good thing. And that's why we do these football talks on Flame Tech Football Friday, because it allows the hockey fans to go somewhere else. It's like, guys, today, Friday, it's football. It's going to be mostly CFL. We've had a lot of NFL today, too. Uh, George Yenitsos, the Greek freak, writes in from the Four Seasons. He says, McRoberts signing makes Ryder fans McHappy. I think he's just... Um, He's being, he making a funny there. Paul McRoberts didn't even hardly play. He's just making a rhyme, isn't he? Paul McRoberts is not near the top of the uh, wish list of Ryder fans here in this holiday free agent
2: signing season, is he? Well, I don't know if he is or not. I mean, he was really exciting uh, a player to follow in his first training camp, and we saw Grady play, and we're like, oh, he's the next one. I think Ryder fans still think Paul McRoberts is the next one. So we're excited to have him back. We want to see him be a number one receiver in the slot or on the wide side. And
3: he just hasn't had that opportunity yet. Mandy in Edmonton. She's joined us for this Flame Tech Football
1: Friday. Shout out, Mandy. She says, not sure how to feel about Chris Jones' comment, players come, players go. I think that's the attitude a lot of people have been against lately. Yeah, but that's not going to change. I mean, that's the one thing about Jones. A lot of people don't like him because he's honest. A lot of people don't like me because I'm honest. You don't like what's coming out of my mouth. But the fact of the matter is it's, a, it's the truth. Players come and players go. That, what's wrong? What's, you're not going to get players for longer than a year at a time because the players don't want to be there. Or they want to be in one place longer than one year, but they don't want to sign longer than one year contract.
2: Yeah. That made a lot of sense in my own mind, Darren. Did it make sense coming out of my mouth? Yes, it did. It made a ton of sense. I mean, that's the it's the constant battle. We want to keep players around, but players want what's advantageous for them. The owners would love to lock players up because they have control. So uh, that's what they're going to negotiate when they're negotiating the CBAs is to try and you know get those deals a little bit longer for the players, make it more advantageous. Hey, guys, Moose here. When you're done listening to this podcast, you should check out Blindsided. The Players' Tribune has launched its first-ever mental health podcast called Blindsided. It's hosted by former NHL goalie Corey Hirsch and psychiatrist Dr. Diane McIntosh. The show shares moments for a variety of athletes when everything changed for them and mental health became the most important focus of their lives. It's called Blindsided from the Players' Tribune. It allows listeners to have an understanding of the different types of mental health challenges that people face. And they've already had guests that include Kevin Lowe of the Oilers, Paul Bissonnette, and Kurt Warner. It's available now, the Players' Tribune, launching its first ever mental health podcast called Blindsided with Corey Hirsch and psychiatrist Dr. Diane McIntosh. You can check it out now when you're done listening to this wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Jason in Red Deer writes in, Rod, what do you make of the Stampeders signing this guy from the NFL a few days ago? Thought they would be happy with Bo and Mayer,
3: Jake Mayer. Oh, come on. This is elementary remedial CFL one-on-one. Did we lose Moose?
1: Ah, he needed to adjust something. Okay. What do I think about them signing an NFL quarterback? Who cares? You'll never see the field. That's how CFL business is done. As former Calgary Stampeders head coach, Bob Vespeziani, a former Rough Riders assistant GM and D-line coach, once said, better is better. So if they get an NFL quarterback and he comes in and knocks their socks
3: off blows their doors off in training camp then he'll play but look this big mouth right here what i say
1: about jake Meer? who's this guy he's not going to do anything right. And he came in and almost made people forget about bo levi mitchell almost guy was sensational where was he from utah state If anybody knows quarterbacks, it's the Calgary Stampeders, John Huffnagel, Dave Dickinson, Mark Mueller, and until last year, Ryan Dinwiddie. These guys know what they're doing. So they're always going to sign talent. It's only been going on for 100 years. How's this news?
2: I know. Uh, You know, a ball in motion, you can expect it to continue to be in motion or an object in motion will continue in motion unless you know, something gets in its way. And that's the, that's the quarterback situation of the Calgary Stampeders, right? They're going to continue to have great quarterbacks until something substantial changes. And that'll be, you know, John Huffnagel, Dave Dickinson not being there anymore, scouting staff experiencing a major overhaul. But everything that's gone on in the history of the Calgary Stampeders leads you to believe that they'll always have a good quarterback.
1: And they always have, and they always will. Jack in Alberta to watch Bo and Rod on the RP show will make my year. Love you guys. <laughs> Love you too, Jack. Well, the uh, the uh, the invitation's been extended. I mean, I'm I guess ready for this feud to be over, but it was kind of fun. But let's let Chris Jones and Cody Fajardo take over with the be- best feud in the CFL now. Craig Campbell from the Hockey Hall of Fame says thanks for gutting it out today, Rod. Hopefully, a couple of days and. In- Nominal symptoms have you feeling better really soon. Thanks, Craig. I appreciate that. And like I said, there are worse places to spend COVID protocol than Florida. I remember when those Blue Jays, remember those Blue Jays had to quarantine in the Jays training facility in Dunedin a couple of years ago? I'm like, you
3: lucky bastards.
1: Now I'm doing it. Uh, Mandy goes on to say, She says, I watch some other days, too, but only on TV because I can't operate a PC with a baby most days. Feel better, RP? I, too, canceled and rebooked a flight to get back to E-Town. A lot of them talking about uh, the... Who who, is the guy the stamp signed? They don't send me their uh, news releases anymore. Stephen Sawchuck, the Bomber fan, says it can't ever hurt to bring in more quality guys. Jeff, the Stamps fan, says no better place for a quarterback to learn and develop than Calgary. And you're getting that learning. That's not on-the-job learning, by the way, in Calgary, if you are a quarterback there. Unless Bo gets hurt. But you're – did we lose, Darren? What are you doing? You're distracting me by being I'm on I'm trying to phone. find out who the Calgary
3: Stampeder signed. Don't worry about it. The viewers will, will tell us. I'm, j- I'm joking, by the way. Though. I can handle it. I was just worried that your screen
1: had froze. I didn't know what was going on there. Oh, Ryan in New York says the Riders signed Paxton Lynch and he never saw the field. Just because you're a former NFLer and you signed doesn't mean you'll get any touches in the CFL, at least right away.
3: Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's 1-11 Eastern, by the way. <laughs> I just looked
1: over means we're on the right track. Pe- there you go. People are uh, they're starting to fight in the uh, comment section. Keep it civil, everybody. We're talking football today. That's Uh-oh. what you all want today. The people that are convened here today, keep it civil. They're starting to turn on Jeff, the Stamps fan. Um, hey, listen, I do want to spend a second on the national championship. Let's spend a second on the National College Football Championship, which will be played Monday night. I'm a little devastated that we won't be watching it at the Gray Eagle Resort and Casino because that was the plan. Our first day at Gray Eagle was going to be a big day previewing the Natty, Alabama, Georgia. So I'll be watching it from South Florida, but it's uh, going to be an exciting football game, and here's why people need to tune in. And this is why I think I was asked to go on the Enterprise sports podcast in Philadelphia to preview this game. If you've been paying attention, a couple things about Alabama. When they lost to Texas A&M, it was shocked the world. They haven't lost since. Losses aren't always a bad thing. They've won eight in a row. Bryce Young, their first-year starting quarterback, is not the greatest Alabama Crimson Tide quarterback of all time. You'll never guess who that honor goes to, Darren. I'll tell you, A.J. McCarron, because he's won three natties himself. But if Bryce wins this one on Monday, it's a start. It's a start. Yeah, And everybody would have thought that it was Joe Willie Namath, greatest Alabama quarterback of all time. But he didn't win three natties. And the Crimson Tide lost six NFL first-round draft picks from last year's team. Five on offense, okay? You know the name Devonta Smith, by chance? John Mechie's out for the year, the Canadian. With a torn knee ligament and they're still rolling and they beat georgia in the sec championship game kicked their ass but now they got georgia again so from an alabama perspective that's got me reason to watch the game how about you
2: it's yeah i mean the rematch part of it 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 will be interesting you know bryce young you got Bennett on the other side for Georgia, who played really well at quarterback against uh, Michigan in the Orange Bowl. He threw for over 300 yards, had three touchdowns. They've got three or four running backs who can carry the football. I think, I think they had three or four guys over 35 yards running the football that game. Um, they're explosive in a lot of different areas. But look, and that's why Georgia's favored in this game too, with Mechie's out and the way they played. Um, Alabama, I think, has only been the underdog like five or six times ever, right, in a football game. And they usually win and usually blow teams out when they're the underdog too. But they've got the better coach. I think they've got the better quarterback. And for those two reasons, I think Alabama's probably going to win the game.
1: Well, there's no doubt. I haven't looked at the point spread yet or anything like that. Been a little busy going into the weekend here. Dominic D. watching on YouTube says obama finds a way to win with anyone big big teams like that don't rebuild they reload well i do get a big sense that a lot of the nation down here will be cheering for georgia because they hate alabama because they are so big and they get the best recruits every year and they're always in the national championship game it's the biggest reason why i'm a crimson tide fan when i was trying to choose a college team i'm like well they're always on television every saturday and they always have the deepest, longest season. So I'm going to cheer for Alabama. Plus, I got some friends that have played there. Quite a few. Travis Smith leads that list. Chris Jones was there as a GA. Darren uh, in Salt Lake City watching says, Alabama wins going away. Seen this movie in the Pac-12 of Utah destroying Oregon twice within a month. It probably won't even be a game. But we'll be tuned in. Uh, Jeff's the Stamps fan. I'll give him one more. He says, how about all the RP listeners come to Gray Eagle when Rod's there for a Royal Rumble? How about that? We we probably won't do that, but there is going to be some combat sports going on at Gray Eagle. Do you want to, in the minute that we have before we break, talk about that off the top of your head, or would you prefer we wait?
2: Well, we can wait, but that's, that's uh, exciting. They are talking about that happening uh, one of the times that we're there. Um, a, a wonderful MMA event actually coming to the facility. So that's exciting. We're going to maybe get to check that out. It's an all-women's um, MMA promotion. It's called Palace Athena. They're doing some really cool things across the country. So that's exciting. And that's, that's one of the events happening while we're there. And you know, we've had the invite to be a part of it and stuff. And uh, you know, really, really cool. Yeah, it's next Saturday
1: is the huge MMA event in Calgary at the Gray Eagle Resort in Casino. And uh, if the Eagle lands, my aircraft, I'll be there in time for it on Saturday night. You'll already be there. But again, COVID has a way of uh, changing things on a dime. But that's the plan now, the latest change. That has never changed. Saturday, January 15th. Go follow Gray Eagle on Instagram. It's probably your best bet to find out what's going on at Gray Eagle Resort and Casino, the premier casino in Western Canada, partners of the RP Show. Flame Tech Football Friday continues right after this timeout. You're watching on the Game Plus Television Network, YouTube, and Facebook Live, and 24-Hour Sports Radio at rodpeterson.com.
0: Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Made back and kicking it let's head back to the studio here's rob
1: welcome back everybody flame tech football friday continues and how apropos that we have football news to pass your way on this friday as i uh, jump into a sports update here for hour two the calgary Stampeders have agreed to a restructured contract with quarterback goldie by mitchell deals uh, details of the deal were not released friday morning but mitchell said in a statement but he understands it was in his best interest to restructure his contract so the team could re-sign backup quarterback Jake Mayer and other players. Stampeders president and GM John Huffnagel said in a statement that Mitchell has yet again demonstrated a team-first mentality. Bo is heading into the final year of a four-year contract with the Stamps. News out of Toronto. With you guys' team, the Maple Leafs have placed forwards Mitch Marner and Pierre Ingvall into the NHL's COVID-19 protocol. The forwards are the 16th and 17th Toronto players to enter the league's protocol. Seven staff members have also gone through the league's protocol. And uh, if we're following the Novak Djokovic story, the top men's tennis player in the world, Djokovic, spent Orthodox Christmas in an immigration detention hotel in Australia, Uh, He's still there. He received calls from his native Serbia, including from his parents and the president, who hoped to boost his spirits on Orthodox Christmas. The 34-year-old athlete and vaccine skeptic was barred from entering the country late Wednesday when federal border authorities at the Melbourne Airport rejected his medical exemption to play in the tourney. He's been confined to the detention hotel in Melbourne, pending a court hearing on Monday. A week before the start of the tournament where he's seeking to win his record-breaking 21st Grand Slam singles title. The sports update for Dubnetwork.ca and for Ben Coon's G2G Protein Bars. As our resident tennis insider moose, please give me in 30 seconds or less your take
2: on the Novak Djokovic story. It's a wild one that's hard to sum up in 30 seconds, Rod. Um, Novak got medical because he's not vaccinated right? But he got medical clearance to come in and, and participate in the tournament and probably a set of protocols he had to adhere to and negative tests and so forth. But the government said, we determine who comes in and out of the, out of the province and who comes in and out of the country. Not them. We got to let you in first before that medical exemption will play. The public's like, hey, if we can't travel without being vaccinated, he shouldn't be able to. There's a lot of thoughts on this and it's highly, highly emotional right now. Yeah, I'm just wondering, what are yours? I, I was most
1: interested to hear from the okay. people of Australia that were saying, they're saying, why is he special?
2: And he's been right. proven to not be special. He's been proven to not be special. I see that. I also think that if the clearance is there and there's protocols in place, he probably should be allowed into play. That's where I sit. Because if we could do this for everybody, we would. We would find ways for you to do everything. But at scale, it's really hard to manage. Little one-offs is okay. That's why the NHL could play in in a bubble. The Western League could play in a hub. You know, these things can happen. They cost lots of money. You can do this for a superstar tennis player. You can't do it for uh, millions and millions of general public money.
1: Interesting that you would take that route. You're saying he is special. Nice. Ryan Jackson watching on YouTube. He writes in and says Djokovic is right, and he's awesome for it. Maybe I respect your opinion, but he's also cooling his heels in a de- de- detention hotel in Melbourne, Australia, until Monday.
2: So, how much That's is what it he gets. worth for you? That's what he gets, right? I mean, I'm not saying he shouldn't be in that hotel. He chose to not be vaccinated, and. That's now he has to deal with all this and they might, he's at the mercy of somebody else. I've been vaccinated. You've been vaccinated. We can travel. We made that decision. He made his. Right. Well,
1: the guy's saying he's awesome and he's right. Cool. And he's also basically in jail for the weekend. So yeah. What are your principles? Get you. Uh, Jason and red deer says with the Bow Levi uh, announcement this morning, he says, can we, Put all the Bo Levi and Stan Peters divorce talk away now? LOL. Where was that talk coming from? If you read my 10 things column, or I guess it was the Monday morning goalie, I just I wasn't having any of this Bo Levi story. Okay, he's due a $100,000 bonus early in the new year. What happens to players that are due an early bonus or a big offseason bonus? They're cut. Does Calgary want to cut Bo? No. So they'll find a way around it and continue with a happy marriage. And here we are today. So I wasn't getting into that, Pog. By the way, the poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center is, should the Jets play their home games in Saskatoon? Should the Jets play their home games in Saskatoon? This was like an open and shut question, by the way. I woke up this morning with text messages that the Jets were eyeing Saskatoon as a place to play because Saskatchewan doesn't have attendance restrictions, and then by the time we went to air at noon Eastern, they decided they weren't going. But 57% of respondents on Twitter say, yes, the Jets should play in Saskatoon. 57% on Twitter saying, yes, they should. What's the YouTube uh, thing at? Do we have stats on that, Producer Clark?
3: Do I lose Producer Clark? You're looking it up. He's looking it up. That 51% 51% yes. You want to talk about a
1: hot-button question? I, I don't even know where I stand. I, I don't know where I stand on any of this anymore. I swear I don't. Like, if seven people in Saskatoon stood on a straight corner and said they don't want the Winnipeg Jets, they might win seven people. No!
2: Hell no! They might win. I know. I know they might. And that's crazy. You know, it's, it's, it's wild, and it's a different conversation from a bubble, right? You know, and I was a 1,000% saying, look it, bring a bubble to Saskatoon because it's not going to affect anybody. You could put a bubble in the middle of the biggest COVID ravaged area ever, and everybody will be safe, and it won't affect the community. That's the idea of a bubble. This is different. You want to bring 15,000 people to gather inside the arena too. So I get it from both sides. I think from the NHL perspective, it's smart because it's the only arena in the country that could host them. It's the only place. They're starved. It's an event-driven town. So this would be an event that would probably draw a lot of fans. But from a government, political, safety point of view, you're now bringing something promoting 15,000 people to get together shoulder to shoulder. So I see it from both sides.
1: Mike Lee watching on the Big Island in Hawaii. My Dale Mike writes in on the 902 line. He says, Rod Peterson, the
2: Wayne Newton of Sports Talk.
0: How
3: about that?
2: I'll take it. I'll take it. Doing the residency, the traveling show.
1: Right. Swanee from Martinsville writes in and says, first off, let's pray there is a 2022 CFL season. Like, go to church and pray. (laughs) Says Swanee. You want to talk about all this conjecture, offseason conjecture? Who knows if there's even going to be a season? But quite a few times in my mind, I've thought over the last month, from a CFL perspective, thank God for a league that needed a break. They got one. To be able to get a full season in, playoffs, and a Grey Cup, and have a great game, they should be feeling very grateful, and I'm sure that they are. Um, Brady in the Bridge City. Hey, Rod, AB, Antonio Brown. It's like a bunch of crushed-up Krustos from Taco Time. A great player, but a heaping mess that
3: needs to be cleaned up. Not bad. He says, I can't wait for the Rod Peterson and Bo
1: clash. Will for sure be a highlight of the 2022 RP show. Let me just say, can we award it now? Do we have a sound effect? Anything? Chris Jarl in Surrey, BC is the winner of the Taco Time comment of the week. From the RP I show. Like the $50. Let's go. There you go. The, okay, that'll yeah. do. $50 gift card from Taco Time. Can you flash it on the screen, Clark? Do you have it handy and ready to go? This is the comment of the week from Chris Jarl in Surrey, BC. He's digging it up. Uh, by the way, Jack in Alberta, regarding that NFL quarterback that the Calgary Stampeders signed to provide competition to both Mitchell and Jake Mayer. Jack says, Tommy Stevens is the American quarterback signed by the Stamps. 25 years old, was a seventh-round pick of the Saints. To quote Matt Dunnigan when I was talking about a former NFL quarterback that the Riders had signed,
3: ooh, ooh.
1: <laughs> You know what I mean? Okay, here it is. Here's the comment. Coming in hot. Can you read it, Darren, because my screen won't allow me. Yeah.
2: Can you see it? The Oilers are like a stuffed Taco Time burrito. Their goaltending is like they gave them only one napkin. Tons of stuff oozing out. It's delicious. But now you have cheese sauce on your face. <laughs> there you go. So the goaltending's not holding up. It's like a
1: one-ply napkin. We have now shipped two Taco Time gift cards to the West Coast. So keep it up out there. All watching on Game Plus TV. That reminds me. I had a question for the guys at Game Plus, and now I can't remember what it was. Memory loss and brain fog goes along with this particular uh, illness I've been afflicted with. Something to do with Toronto. It'll come to me by the end of the show. Hmm. This is a good one. Dominic watching on YouTube says, I'd love if a GM wouldn't say we restructured the contract and said, Take a pay cut or you're fired. <laughs> well, you understand that. It's all semantics. There's another example of yes. Bo being a team guy. Because that's what this is, right? It's a, it's a pay c- We know you, we owed you 100000 but we don't have it. So if you would just say no thanks, then we're good. Yeah. They, would they put that in the news release?
2: Well, quite a conversation, right? You know, John being at the table at one end, being like, you know what? We're not paying you 100000 So you're going to take – and, and both right. say, like, well, I could leave and get it somewhere else. Uh, so they probably met somewhere in the middle. If there's mutual uh, um, desire to come back and play and, and be together, then they'll meet in the middle, and
3: that's probably what happened. I don't know. I'm kind of sitting here going, why sign contracts at all? To be honest. I know.
1: Um, You know, uh, Darren in Salt Lake City says, too much sun can also fade the memory, Rod. Yeah. I'm sorry, what were you saying? What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm willing to sacrifice my memory in exchange for staying in Florida. From my cousin Christine in Medicine Hat. She says, I'm glad non-vax people can't go places the rest of us can. I don't think I want to start that holy war today. Uh, John Schmeiser watching in Kansas City. He says somewhere along the line, he goes, interesting that Canada has such varied COVID restrictions, whereas in America it's basically wide open. You don't even need a negative
3: COVID test to get on a plane and fly across this country. Figure that one out. Right?
1: Uh, People still writing in here. Yeah, I'm not. I've had enough of the COVID talk. Had enough. You guys goaded me into it as far as I'm willing to walk. Uh, Darren, I don't think we're going to see you back for the rest of the show. So, any uh, last thoughts before we let
2: you roll? This is it. Happy weekend. Enjoy the sun. Stay warm, everybody. And uh, looking forward to the final week of the NFL regular season.
1: Gotcha, Moose. Have a great weekend and stay safe. I'll probably call you later. Sounds good. All right. Super Bowl champion defensive back Jared Bush of the Green Bay Packers coming up and Tory Gurley as well. He's rescheduled from hour one. You're watching a Flame Tech Football Friday on Game Plus Television, YouTube Live, and 24 Hour Sports Radio at rodpeterson.com.
0: Head to youtube.com slash the Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Oh yeah, he's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show.
1: Welcome back, everybody. Flame Tech Football Friday continues as we broadcast live from beautiful and sunny South Florida, heading into the first ever week 18. In the National Football League, and it's the perfect time to welcome to the program Jared Bush, who spent nine seasons with the Green Bay Packers, won a Super Bowl with him, and he's looking fresh here today. Happy Friday, Jared. How you doing, my man? Doing good. Happy to be here.
4: Appreciate you. Thanks for the compliment.
1: <laughs> yeah, you bet. Glad to have you. And listen, I don't know if you remember, Jared, the last time we had you on, we were right in the throes of the Aaron Rodgers controversy. Was he coming back? Was he not? And as producer Clark said, what a time to bring Jarrett back on, to look back on what's happened since. MVP season, the COVID stuff, uh, clinching number one seed in the NFC. Man, what a season for the Green Bay Packers. It probably feels like five
3: seasons in one up there, does it? Say that again? Probably feels like five seasons in one. It's been a long year in Green Bay.
1: Yeah, you know, I think that's just the... the way of
4: the nfl you know it's definitely a lot of ups and downs there's definitely a lot of uh, challenging times and as well as i think a lot of the the public in here in america and football people have a short-term memory and when you talk when you talked about aaron Rodgers in the off season people that's that's vaguely in people's memories now all all people see now is that aaron's playing very well the pack the packers have clinched the number one seed in the nfc uh he's a, he's a running for the mvp him and Devontae have a, of the of the top duos and now everybody's like wondering curious like who they're gonna play in the, in the first round of the playoffs uh who, who's who's healthy is jair alexander is he gonna get back into the lineup is um david batiari is he gonna is, is he gonna show up in the back back up in the lineup uh due to his surgery and they're looking forward they're looking in in the in the windshield they're not looking back in the in the, the river window and i think that's a really positive thing to look at um you know when you look at the Bay packers and what they've overcome especially matt Lafleur, um and what he had to overcome with COVID and with the offseason with aaron Rodgers, you gotta give him a, so much credit to the way he handled it and the in the record that he has done um uh, with having Three back-to-back 13-3 seasons and second to only Mike Ditka to only do that in his, in his first, three, first three
1: seasons um, as a professional head coach. So kudos to him. How are the Packers approaching this weekend, by the way? You mentioned the first round by number one team in the NFC. They've got the Lions on Sunday to wrap up the regular season. Obviously, resting guys. What, what are they saying about this weekend's game?
4: You know what? I think this weekend's game. You gotta go for it. You gotta go for it. I understand that. You know, you definitely want to keep guys healthy. I think if you get up by three touchdowns, by four touchdowns, I think you
3: know you definitely sit some of the starters that you know like Aaron Rodgers. Everybody just saw Tori's smiling face.
1: Tori, exit out. Log in when. Clark tells you to, which is like in eight minutes. I thought something funky was going on there with Jared Bush. He was right in the middle of uh, some wonderful breaking down of this weekend's Packers-Lions game. Okay, sorry about it. We got Tori Gurley, I think your old teammate, logging in on the same line, Jared. So sorry about that. You're good. Okay. You're on center stage again. So you said, okay, right. get up, take Aaron out. So Aaron's going to play this weekend? Yeah, definitely. I, I definitely feel like you got to keep the momentum hot. You got to
4: keep the hot hand going. And I don't think you should uh, allow him to um, put a governor. You shouldn't put a governor on him in the sense of like an automobile. I think you should allow him to keep, you know, pressing down the gas and allow him to continue just the momentum that he's built throughout the season and just continue just to uh, build that chemistry going into playoffs time because it's going to be crucial. And uh, even though this this game may seem irrelevant, I think there's a lot of connections that the the Packers and and the Detroit Lions have. One, Equineme St. Brown has a brother playing. Jamal Williams, former running back for the Packers, is now playing for them. And there's a, there's a lot of connections through the coaching staff as well. I know uh, Matt Lafleur has a lot of connections with Michigan, um, being that he played there. Uh, he has a lot of coaches that that played at the University of Michigan as well. And so I think there's a lot of connections there. So you definitely want those bragging rights. And as competitive in the, in the NFL, you definitely want to you know own those bragging rights. You know when you when you walk in at the bar, you walk in. And uh, you have that phone conversation after the game when it's all said and done.
1: Who do you think, Jarrett, represents the biggest threat to the Green Bay Packers to winning the Super Bowl? Let's forget about the AFC when they get there. Just getting out of their conference. Who's the biggest, most legitimate threat to them?
3: Mm, that's a good question. I think Dallas, I think, they, I think he knows them. I think he knows the Packers really well. I think he understands what it takes to win up in Lambeau. Uh, Tom Brady, obviously, you know, in the Bucs, because we haven't got over that hump yet. And uh,
4: I don't think the Rams are a threat because we, you know, we, we saw them, you know, up in Lambeau. Uh, but hey, you never know. You never know. There could be a different team that could have a different mentality, you know, when it comes down, when it comes down to the playoff team. But I would say, in my personal opinion. Those are two teams you got to watch out for. They're, they're going to give you your best shot, and every, t- every team's going to give you their best shot. But those are the two teams that, that probably uh, that will give us a run for the money.
1: Well, as you know, you get this late in the season, uh, every team's good. I'm with you, though. The Rams have a lot to prove. Darren watching in Salt Lake City, Utah says, Hey, Rod, can you ask Jarrett if it was colder in Green Bay or in Logan, Utah? Why would he ask that question? And and how would you answer it? What's colder, Green Bay or Logan, Utah? Say that one more time. What's colder, Green Bay or Logan, Utah? (laughs) Uh,
3: I have to say, man, I have to say Green Bay, just because that, just because the dry cold, man. I think that I never
4: felt the negative temperatures in Utah, like I did here in Green <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. Like, negative 20, negative 25, that's ridiculous. And I think negative 10, that's, you know, it shouldn't even be called anything else besides it's just ri- ridiculous. And um, when you play in that 2007 NFC Championship game, there's nothing to the amounts of how cold I was, as well as, like, everybody else that, that was at that stadium that day or that night, that evening, and it uh, was truly a remarkable game. We wind we, uh, we up on the short end of the stick on that, on that game, but uh, I've never felt that cold before in Utah or anywhere else besides Green Bay, so Green Bay definitely takes the cake.
1: <laughs> uh, John, in Winnipeg say, John in Winnipeg watching says, Green Bay royalty, Mr. Bush, man, I would love to have one of those Green Bay helmets. Well, John, I'm sure you can go buy one at uh, Polo Park Mall. Ryan in New York watching. Last question for you, Jarrett, before we let you go. He says, question for Jarrett. With the Jets playing better as of late, is there a potential for an upset on late Sunday afternoon? That's the uh, Jets and Bills playing. I think the Bills are looking at it as a tune-up. Any chance the Jets win that one?
4: Hmm, that's tough. Uh, I don't want to break his heart. But I think it's, it's um, you know, every dog, every dog has his day, man. I think it's. It is the NFL. I think they have nothing. Jets are dangerous because they have nothing to lose. I'm not, I mean, due to the record, I think you got to go into it. Hey, we can, only, we can only come up and win this game, you know? So I think they're a very dangerous team. Um, and when you have nothing to lose, you become really dangerous. Now, the Bills, they, they've proven. They've proven, you know, time and time and time again why they're one of the top teams in the NFL. I think at one week, I think the Bills were, were the top dog uh, in the power rankers. Power rankings on ESPN.com, so I definitely feel that like the you know the Bills have uh, still a great matchup. Uh, Zach Wilson seems like a great kid. He does a lot for the community. I think he's still developing. Uh, he has a, a lot of tools around him, and um, you know a great city to play for. Um, I think it's gonna be a great game, but you know nothing to lose and number one you know you know former power ranking. I think it's gonna be, it's gonna be a dog match. So you just got you got to get your popcorn and watch it.
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be some great games. Plenty of games to watch uh, with great side stories here in Week 18. Jared, thanks for the time. Great job as always, my man. Uh, Stay safe out there in Green Bay. All right, appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Former Packer and Calgary Stampeder, Super Bowl champion Jared Bush. We're going to keep rolling with the NFL talk right after this. Tory Gurley will be with us for overtime. Get your NFL questions ready. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network. YouTube Live and 24-Hour Sports Radio at RodPeterson.com.
0: Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now. Back to the studio with Rod.
1: Welcome back, everybody. It is overtime. It's our final segment of the week on this Flame Tech Football Friday. And we're going to uh, talk NFL with our NFL insider, Tori Gurley. Although I did mention earlier, Tori, you are close friends with Trevor Harris. So If you have any tidbits on where Trevor Harris may end up playing in 2022, I might ask you that by the end of the interview, my man. But happy Friday. Hope you're well. And I'm going to open up with the Antonio Brown situation, if you don't mind. We really haven't talked about it all day yet. I was saving it to ask you <clears throat> your take on the uh, enigmatic star wide receiver and what he's been through in the last week with the Buccaneers.
5: I'm blown away. You know, it's one of these things where we sit back and uh, we watch it unfold right in front of our eyes, and it's just it's mind-boggling. You know, uh, for someone to be as talented as he is, uh to continue to make the mistakes on and off the field. Um it just it just has you scratching your head. You know, for someone who, you know, this this guy had more lives than a cat when it comes to opportunities and um to play over it. You know, it, it just seems like somebody that's just not humble and I don't think he's ever going to learn his lesson. You know, I feel like the more people do for him, the more you just kind of take advantage of it. And he could care less. So uh, I'm hoping he gets it together because you know football is going to end one day, and you know you, you won't be able to act like this, and and you know, you're not a football player anymore. And I just hope he gets you know whatever help he needs, or you know I, I just hope he gets that stuff worked out because right now, man, it's just it's embarrassing.
1: But I'm sure somewhere along the line, Tori, you've gone through what he's gone through as of last weekend. If AB's to be believed told the play, and he didn't want to play because he felt he was hurt. If that's true, who do you believe, Bruce Arians or Antonio Brown? I'm on record as saying I believe A.B., but what's your take on that side of the saga?
5: Um, and there's – you got to look at it within the context. I don't think there's any football player in weeks 17 or 18 that's healthy. Like you, Somebody's going to be hurt, you know, because we can turn around and ask the same question. If it was the Super Bowl or if it was the playoffs, would he walk off the field? So, you know, that's where you know, as a football player, there's a gray area between coach as well as player because you know, like, okay, some games playing the New York Jets last week of the season, who cares? But if it's Super Bowl, you, you're shooting yourself up or you taking any type of minutes because you want to play in that game. If it's the playoffs, you're you know taking all the 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 making all the the proper steps to get out there and compete because you know it's at stake. And that's one of those things where you just don't, you know, you don't want to be in the middle of, but you know, both sides could be right, but it's just sad how it's not professional the way they're going about it. You know, it's just some drama that um, follows him, you know, And, and we all know that's Antonio Brown. And that's just something I wish he could just kind of shake loose from because it's just, there are so many kids that look up to him. And the last thing you want to see is a, a college kid acting out this way or a high school kid acting out this way or someone even younger acting out, you know, like a peewee football player taking off their clothes and walking off the field because they saw Antonio Brown do it. So it's just much bigger than just him, you know, it's just the football world in particular because people do think highly of him as an athlete. Ryan
1: H watching on YouTube says from a player's perspective, what does Tory think about the new Monday night playoff game this season? Any thoughts?
5: I'm excited. You know, I think it's a great opportunity to, instead of having uh, six teams in a playoffs, well, six on each side. Now you have seven. So that's 14 and the number one seeds, they get the bye week and everybody else has to play and I feel like there is definitely going to be a, a, a sense of urgency because um, we all know it's at state. You know, everybody wants to play for that that Super Bowl, the Lombardi Trophy, and, you know, having it on Monday night football, we're, we will all be around the, the television watching the games because if your team is still in it, you know, you've you got an opportunity to win the big game. And that's where uh, football is really fun because th- this is where legends are made.
1: Have you got a uh, Super Bowl pick, Tori? I'm not sure that I pinned you down going into the year who you thought would be in the big game, but we kind of got an idea here now heading into the final weekend of the regular season. Who do you think could be left standing in LA in February?
5: I think it's going to be Packers and Chiefs. You know, I think right now um, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers just unraveling right in front of our eyes, I feel like that's the only <laughs> team that can go up to Lambeau and beat them. But since that team is hurt and they have so much drama going on, um, I feel like Tampa could be one of these teams that lose early in the playoffs. And if LA has to fly to Green Bay to go play, they're not going to beat Aaron and them uh, in Lambeau Field. You know, They're not built to be outside in that cold weather. I know it would be the NFC Championship game, but I could just see Green Bay just steamrolling that team. Just because it's cold, um, they're in a different element, and, you know, what I saw from Matthew Stafford a couple of weeks ago when they played is just I, I wasn't a fan, and, you know, I just don't believe in that team being able to go out there and, and play up north and, and get a big win. So I think um, it would be Green Bay representing the NFC. Um, I think the Chiefs, as long as they have Patrick Mahomes, uh, Travis Kelsey, and, and Tyreek Hill, they can make plays and get it done. So I, I think it will be a hell of a Super Bowl between the two State Farm quarterbacks.
1: Tori, you spelled Dallas Cowboys wrong, but that's okay. I'm going to forgive you. We're out of time. We've got less than a minute, uh, so I'm going to let you go other than to say, hey, give my best to uh, TJ and Kim. Love you all, and uh, have a great weekend. Enjoy the games.
5: We love you guys. Take care. Look forward to seeing you soon when it's out there in that pretty weather.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Can't wait. You know where to find me. Tori yes, Gurley uh, joining us, our NFL insider. Well, that brings us to an end. Hey, a great way to end this. Go long watching on YouTube. Bomber fan, because that's their avatar, writes in and says, Bombers need to develop a competent backup quarterback. They've just won two Cups, and people are on their ass what they need to do. Okay, got it. We'll see you Monday, noon Eastern, right here on Game Plus. <laughs>
0: McFly, Hello. For more Rod Peterson On Demand, visit RodPeterson.com.